Well, good morning. Been a long time, I know. I'm actually just uh, studying myself, so. But on that point, I've always wanted to talk about my, um, I don't know, forget the labels, but I've always wanted to talk about Chitamatra. I never had the opportunity in the sense that I've talked about it, obviously, many times, but not when it was apropos. So, how is this apropos? So, I'm watching the Dalai Lama give instructions on uh, the awakening of the mind. Commentary on the awakening of the mind by Nagarjuna. Nagarjuna was a Madhyamakan. Um, and he held a very specific view. There's a a concept in this Yogacara Mandyamakan tradition. There's what they call the Svatantrika Prasangika distinction. It's incredibly confusing, but the way it breaks down is one side absolutely believes that all things are unconditioned, Whereas another side sees that all things are conditioned, they just argue back and forth. And arguably one side talks about uh, dependent origination and conditional arising and all this stuff. And the other side doesn't talk about it at all because they just say that no, right? It's, they think it's a contradiction. And, but I don't want to speak for them. That's not the tradition I come from. But they say they just don't speak on it because they say it's not a big... Um, what would you call it? Uh, big difference. Yeah. Doesn't really matter. But here we're watching the Dalai Lama give some instruction on the commentary on the awakened mind by Nagarjuna. He's giving it to Russian Buddhists. I find it very interesting because again, he, you know, Nagarjuna, he's reading, Dalai Lama's reading. Nagarjuna throws shade on uh, Arhats, uh, Pacheka Buddhas, and Shravakas because they achieve liberation on their own. I, I laugh because it just comes off like high school um, um, animosity, kind of like this uh, Svatantrika, Svatantrika Prasangika. It's quite a mouthful. Uh, the distinction is really quite, uh, from the outside, quite childish. But... Let me give you a little insight, because being a Chittimatran, I lie in the middle, Madhyamaka, if you middle, if, if, you, if, if, you, if you mind. So rather than absolutes, right, saying that um, no things are conditioned or everything's, con right, it, it doesn't matter, right? Because you can say eh, things may or may not exist, but we do interact with things. So there's where you're... you're, you're confusion comes in because we have to remember the tetralemma we have to remember that it's not this or that but it can be both and it can be neither and it can be all at once right this is a full circle here because again we're talking about schrodinger's cat or uh, the observation theory in quantum physics it can be all at once and this is the position that the Chittimatrans take. It's a middle way approach, Madhimakan, 
It sounds extreme to these extremists on either end, but it truly is the middle way. And what do they see? So, a Chittimachan says, you're both right, right? Things are unconditioned, and they are conditioned. They say, save for cognition, and this is, sorry, I quote Nagarjuna in his commentary, as read by the Dalai Lama, literally last night. Nagarjuna says, and I quote, that the Chittamatrans feel safe for cognition that nothing exists. Well, right, this is someone writing from a very, very particular point of view. In fact, uh, Nagarjuna not only criticized uh, Chittamatrans, he also c- criticized Baba Vakeh, uh, who was arguably one of the first um, to put forth this idea of conditioned or unconditioned, right? So Nagarjuna has a history of, uh, you know, taking a strong position and uh, maybe criticizing his um, detractors or those of an opinion. Neither here nor there. My point is the Chittamatrans felt they were both right, right? Things are neither conditioned nor unconditioned. What do I mean by that? They're right when they started by saying... Nothing besides cognition. So we're talking about the two states that we spoke about earlier. You have our conditioned state or our conditional reality. And then you have, you know, an absolute or a perfection type idea. These two states. Right? The Chittamatrans feel they're absolutely both right because... We interact with absolutely everything, save for our own cognition. We, we interact with everything secondhand. Right? Our eyes see our world and tell our mind what it perceives. Right? Very limited perception. Right? That's the idea. The Chittamantran said absolutely Things are conditional because, right, we interact with our environment. Whether that's because we are deluded and trapped to this wheel of becoming samsara, or it truly is conditional, neither here nor there, right? And that's the opposite side. The opposite side says, well, nothing, nothing exists. It's all unconditioned. So therefore, we can't even talk about this. And there's the Chittamatrans, again, arguably a tradition lost to history. They lie in the middle and say, you're both right, right? Because we interact with our environment via our cognition alone, right? Because even when I knock on the table, my ears hear the sound, my, my, um, my senses are actually what uh, perceive the knocking, the frapping, and, and give me those uh, sense impressions. Again, arguably, always in a past tense. It's like, this is what happened. Never in the present. Funny how, even by our conditioned existence, we're not living in the present. But that's what the, the Chittamatrans say, that you're right. On both sides. We interact with our environment 
We must. But at the same time, it's not as we perceive it. Right? And you're both right, right? We must accept some conditional existence, but at the same time, we must accept some unconditional existence, meaning we must admit that we exist. Otherwise, why would we bother anything? And at the same time, we must understand that there is truths beyond our perception, our understanding, our cognition. Right? That's where the shraddha comes in. So we must have the faith and commitment in this prescription, right? knowing that these self-based delusions, this collection of aggregates that we label as self, is the cause of our distractions, our delusions, our misunderstandings, our sufferings, our dissatisfaction. doesn't matter what word you use. It's essentially the same idea, right? So I found this kind of interesting then. I've been wanting to talk about, um, obviously, Chittamatra. A couple days ago, we came across the Svatantrika, the Prasangika, the confusion, or, or even just simply discussion as it was. Arguably, that's what it's there for, right? Because Tsongkhapa um, is attributed as having said, except that things conventionally have intrinsic character or intrinsic nature. Right? He was commenting on Chantra Kirti. And he says that he refutes essential or intrinsic nature even conventionally. So for Tsongkhapa, as well as for other schools, the differences are of major importance. Right? So some of them felt it was important, some of them felt it was unimportant, but nobody's, it's apropos again, because nobody here is, is actually discussing it, right? I find it funny because the entire issue falls to this, it's, uh, they use the Latin term for English, which I find very funny, reductio ad absurdum, right? You've heard many use this uh, device to explain dependent origination, right? You You look closer you see, you know, you're a collection of uh, water and bones and skin and hair. <clears throat> closer you see your, your central nervous system and your arteries, your veins. And even further, you know, your atoms. And you break that down even further, right? That's your reductio ad absurdum, right? So the two positions, right, again... The, the middle position, the third position that I argue, Chittamatran, is not usually discussed. But there are two positions. They say, well, it must exist, right? Because they'll use all these devices. And they'll say, well, then, you know, we must exist in conditional environment. And the other side will say, well, no, you can't. And you look at the table and you break it down. It doesn't really exist in our perception. But neither of them sit down and go, wait a minute, wait a minute. Maybe it's a little bit of both, right? When the teachings is duality and using logic, if both sides must use a device that arguably is called absurd for a reason, maybe, isn't that the point here that we're missing, that we're not actually discussing, we're just Screaming into the void. Isn't that common? 
in Buddhism right now. I mean, I actually sat through a little um, a little talk by supposedly someone with 40 years experience and you know, very uh, very respected and even within it, they were very appreciative. I gotta tell you, save for a couple of pithy little things, which I tell you, after 30 years plus myself, I have enough of these pithy little quips that I could you know, put forth for almost any concern. But other than that, it was just insane rambling. It was either wrong, patently false, or, you know, malevolently false. I mean, even giving an example of some Western person had introduced a particular practice to the West when it had been taught by the originating tradition in the West for near a century before that. It's incredible that these people claim to be experts on this. And here we sit again, not as bad as some of these Western teachers claiming they know, but they both will sit and say, hey, I know this to be true, that no, on one side, absolutely conditioned, there's no question. The other side, absolutely unconditioned. And I argue here in the middle, is your Chittimatran saying, well, guys, like, no, our reality, it does exist as far as how we interact with it. But you're right. It's not exactly how we perceive it. So you're right. It's both. It's this middle way approach. And yet, even when they talk about, even when they talk about these things, they don't really talk and discuss because here we are, a century later, arguably, and, and we're still not discussing that the reason why it's unimportant is because you don't need to understand, same as reincarnation. You just need to accept. What do you need to accept? You need to accept, as far as for reincarnation, simply cause and effect. Karma is all you need because if you understand that all your actions have um, an equal result. So therefore, you are, uh, you know, responsible. It's that faith, not blind faith, not like a Western conception of faith. That's why I use the term shraddha so often. Shraddha, faith, commitment, shraddha in uh, Pali. It's the commitment in understanding this way. So that's what falls here, right? You don't have to know because you arguably can't know. You don't have to know if things are conditioned or unconditioned or neither or both. You see what I'm saying? I hope you do. Here they sit. They're talking, well, no, it's this way. Well, no, it's that way. No one is actually listening to someone in the middle saying, well, you're both right here. And yet, maybe even a fourth position saying, we shouldn't be sitting around arguing. We should be understanding how deluded and jaded we are. And to think we have in us the capacity to understand these truths. <laughs> what arrogance. But this is why we need examples that have achieved this because 
One simple example is uh, Gautama. This man sat, spent years trying to find liberation. Very few of us will even spend 20 minutes. He spent years trying to find liberation, and arguably not for himself, for others. Sat, finally out of sheer desperation, sat under a tree for 30 days. I mean, the story of being encountered by Mara is simply all of his demons and all of the evil that one will bring up, one's ego, one's self, to try to defend and protect itself. And even then, having fought through all of those difficulties and the demons and all of the, uh, the temptations, as the story goes, it's silly, it's kind of a universal story, but the idea is simple. He strove, he worked hard, he achieved, no achievement, no attainment, but you know what I mean. He got an understanding, an awakening, an understanding, a moksha, a nirvana, a perfection of wisdom, the ultimate wisdom, samasankap, um, insight. And even with that right intention, he still wandered for a week, unsure that we were able, willing, capable. I don't, we don't know for sure. But it took a god to convince him, as the story goes. But again, it's simply metaphor. That even someone who had achieved his goal, a goal that could relieve so much suffering in this world, he had an understanding and an awakening beyond most of our understanding to even comprehend, I mean. Yet he still felt we were incapable of even hearing his truths. And here's another example. The Svatantrika Prasangika. Even today, six, seven, eight hundred years later, still not getting it. Arguing about it is or it isn't. And nobody going right back to the real truth of it's both, it's neither, right? And like I said, I'd love for us to all get back to a yoga kara madhyamakan or a chittamatran approach, a middle way, where we see the truth lies somewhere in between, that we don't need to be throwing shade on our hats and shra, uh, shra Shravakas and Pacheka Buddhas because they have something to offer. And maybe if we didn't throw shade on these individuals who have achieved individual liberation, maybe they might interact more with others and be a better example. But can we blame them when Gautama himself was uh, thoroughly convinced we were incapable. But I thought I would just share that, that, uh, you know, delusion, confusion, misunderstanding exists even today, that we'll have a, a great man read from a commentary and, and won't really... It's, again, it's difficult because of brevity and time, but doesn't get into... Um, that there is no absolutes. Really, there, there are none. I mean, that's the idea of impermanence we forget to talk about. There are no absolutes. 
even impermanence, right? That that's a discussion in itself. We can get into the Tathagatagarbha, whether it's something innate, whether it transmutes, but it's neither here nor there. The issue is a lack of discussion, right? And I wonder if that is a lack of samasankapa, intention. The correct intention is not to be right or to prove someone wrong or to argue at all. It's an understanding and a practice. 